it's one thing to lose someone, you know, at a like normal, like day to day life, but it's a totally different thing to lose someone when you have no choice but to stay home and that's all you have to think about. So it really brought us like mentally down. I am by no means am a religious person, a spiritual person. However, I respect it and I'm open. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. My name is Fleur, and I am a teacher, the author of the book Moving Beyond, and I work as a psychic medium. I have done over 15,000 readings for people all over the world. I connect them to their loved ones on the other side. This podcast lets you be a fly on the wall in my office, to listen in, and to experience what a psychic medium session is for yourself. People see me for a variety of reasons. Some come looking for closure, others are looking for life direction, and other people come because they're not so sure about this whole thing, but they're pretty curious. Here you will find stories of tremendous loss, but also incredible love and healing. After each session, I have the joy of sitting down with my client again to discuss their experience and answer any of their questions around spiritual connection. I hope that some of the information that arises can help you too, no matter where you are in your journey through loss, growth, or curiosity about the things we can't always see. My name is Roland. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I've lost my mom to covid 2020 and I lost my father uh, just this past November from a heart failure and I'm I'm ready to move on I'm ready to try new things and see what this can do for me this morning I'm getting ready for my reading with Roland I'm excited, excited to connect with him, excited to see what will happen. I personally chose this morning to do a meditation that's not quite normal, perhaps. Um, I chose to put on some music and dance around, really get in my body, slow my mind down, and just feel the music. So this is what I've been doing, and I am ready to connect. All right, so, well, Roland, so nice to meet you. Thank you for joining me today. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, have you ever had any kind of reading before, any experience with this? No. No, okay, 
Awesome. Is there anything you don't want to know, don't want to hear about, don't want to talk about? Um, not really. Um, I've never done this before, so I'm basically just willing to try like whatever. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Fair way to come into it. I always like to just say with that question, it's just a question of once you know, you can't unknow. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like stuff like this comes up often, but I always like to just give somebody the chance to say, you know what, don't tell me about illness. Don't tell me about passings. Keep it light and airy. Or I actually am somebody who wants to know that kind of stuff. So I just, that's the, really where the question is coming from. I mean, yeah, I'm curious. So okay. yeah. Great. So we'll get going. As I was sitting here preparing and as I'm sitting here kind of tuning in and stilling my mind, uh, my first impression was really of a mother in spirit. And it feels to me like that would be your mom who's crossed. Yes. Okay. And as she comes in, I get a vivacious woman. I almost wanted to slow her down a little bit, but she's so eager to connect. And um, I just feel a really big ball of, of, of energy, very extroverted, feels like someone who's very chatty, very open with strangers. Do you see that? Yes. Yeah, she comes in that way. And I want to acknowledge here with her, she's showing me that she's not been past all that long. So I feel like I haven't even quite moved into a full year, but I would say it feels like I'm about, I'm coming up on a year or I'm, I'm just around that time. Do you see this? Yes. I feel very, a very sharp decline in her health. She does show me getting ill before she passes, but I feel from your experience, it would almost be one day to the next. And she shows me a lot of frustration that you have around medical care or that there's a real sense of her not getting what she needed. Do you understand that? Yes. And, but I do see her spending time in hospital. Yes. And I feel, and she gives me a real sense of, of problems with her lungs as well. And I feel that there is, but a really, really fast decline with the lungs, but she keeps bringing me to her lungs. You understand that? Um, that I don't, I'm not sure. No. Cause this feels almost viral to me. Is that right? Viral, yes. Like there's a virus in the body or like there's it's just uh, she, she she presents to me as something that's like a viral situation. Yes. Okay. For whatever reason, she also connects that to the lungs for me, but I'll leave it with you. Um, but I she's she's really bringing this to me because I feel it catches you very off guard. Nobody getting time to properly say goodbye or properly to to have this moment where we're where we're feeling like we're um where we're doing it the way we want do, do you see this yes i feel that it really hadn't been a lot of talk about what do you want after you pass there's choices that need to be made around the time of your mom's passing that i feel like even though you yourself are an adult that you you feel a lot of responsibility for do you see that yes because I don't see your father making them. Yes, correct. As she speaks about that, I want to talk about a woman that you'd have been making these decisions with. And I feel like that's like a sister, but I'm seeing two of you making decisions together. Sort rather than of, just yes. Okay. Because I'm seeing you and another female kind of making decisions together. This feels important. I feel 
do you see when she's passing that at first you feel like you're or it, 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 it's because she keeps talking about this goodbye and she makes me feel like she can hear your voice when she's passing do you understand there's this feeling of right before she passes she can hear your voice yes but do you see that you're not in the room at that point or that um like i i hear your voice but i don't know if it's over a telephone or there's but i don't i don't feel like you're 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 always in the room when she hears your voice do you see this yes she just really needs you to know she heard your voice she heard your voice and that it gave so much comfort. Her blood sugar, even before she gets ill in this way, her blood sugar feels off to me, like she's pre-diabetic or that she's dealing with, with diabetic tendencies, but there's something about the blood sugar not being stable. Do you know of that? Yes. And it feels like it exacerbates the, the illness and it makes it so that her body doesn't have the buffer to fight back is what she shows me. And then it really affects her heart as well. Do you see this too? Yes. And wanting you to know that she is truly okay. And I do feel that she is on a lot of pain medication towards the end. And she really wants you to know that she didn't feel as much of the agony as maybe you would have perceived she felt. This feels really important because I feel that you at the time don't get to spend the time with her that you would have wanted. And there's this sense of really wanting you to know that she was okay. This feels very important. Yeah. I think you would really have considered your mom, your best friend at times in your life, or there's a, there's a really close bond. Do you understand this as well? Yes. Because I don't see this as a distant mom or one that you only connect with every once in a while. She comes in as really a huge just a huge part of your life. I'm seeing a real best friend energy there and she wants to present that to you. I'm also wanting to say that your mom comes in with the sort of energy of having to raise kids on her own. Single mom, but rock star, like does it all. You understand that as well? Yes. And I feel there must have been many years of her life where she sleeps like four or five hours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not a very big woman. I feel like she's she comes in as like, small but mighty <laughs> do you see this yes and and i push and i and i don't sleep a lot and i'm there for this sense of it might sound a fun like a funny thing to say to you but she really believed in the sense of the american dream and giving you the opportunity to truly shine does that make sense yes and i feel that you are doing that and she is so proud she got to see it in life but she's going to be your biggest cheerleader throughout the entirety of of your lifetime i just get this overwhelming feeling of pride for you and do you see that even into adulthood she would carry photographs in like a wallet yes like i, I feel like i'm actually pulling out physical photographs here and that you must have found photographs that she carries around with her like in a purse in a wallet after her passing as well you see that mm-hmm and okay thank you um there's a a brother of hers let me back up you know you're moving she's a she's chatty she's really talkative family that she comes from do you see that she's at a very large distance from them almost like we really don't see each other for years and years yes 
And there's this feeling of like a brother figure that I don't see for I don't like decades. Does that make sense to you as well? Yes. Who she's also wanting to recognize. And she talks about family members of hers that you've never met because, or, or maybe as like a really young child, but there's just this feeling of you not being super connected to her family in a way that you would feel support coming in from there because you don't really know them. Does that make sense? Yes. And she's wanting you to know that she understands you feeling kind of on your own in this situation, because I know I've talked about her doing all of this by herself and like your dad not being in the picture, but I also feel that your relationship with your dad would not have been one. Like, I don't see him really available to you in the physical world. Do you you see this as well? Yes. So she's really understanding the sense of impact that her loss has. And she just so needs you to know that you've got spiritual help and that might not feel very practical in the physical world right now, but there is the sense of wanting you to know it's there. And I do feel that should you want to feel a connection to her upbringing and where she comes from, that there is family available in the world for you to go and search out. Now, I don't, again, I feel like you've not spoken or connected to these people before her passing in a long time, it feels like there's not really a familial bond there, but she's acknowledging actually not just one brother, but brothers that are in the world. Do you see that? Yes. If you want to reach out there, you, you can is the sense I'm hmm. while I don't think she's necessarily super church going, there is a real spirituality and almost religious connection with your mom here. Do you see in life? Yes. Yes. And I keep hearing the the name Maria being presented behind me. Yes. And she also brings out for me images of saints and like the rosary and like a real connection to her spirituality. Do you see? Mm -hmm. She's happy and open for you to find your own way within your spirituality. But I do feel, and obviously we're talking today, but I do feel like this is going to be a new chapter for you and something where I personally feel that you may have gone from atheist to looking. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And wanting to be a part of that journey for you. Um, I feel like she, she shows me at one point, your, your door to that is just very, very closed. Does, do you, do you see it? Does that resonate? Yes. And again, it doesn't mean you have to, believe what she believes or believe what I believe or anything, but she's showing me you almost have no choice right now than to take a really close look at these belief patterns. And she just wants you to know, however that goes for you, she's part of that journey. Okay. Got it. Hmm. You yourself, do you see, um, (laughs) this is such a mom thing to say to you, but she needs you to eat almost like you're going days with very little food or you're not eating. Yes. She needs needs you to eat. Okay. Well, she needs to, she's making me feel like you're not eating and, uh, and, and pushes you towards, towards eating regularly. Mm-hmm. Do you see that your mom used to cook a whole bunch and put it all in the freezer and that there's like a lot of food left when she passes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that like you did eat some of her food, you see, mm-hmm. after her passing? Yes. Very happy about that. She definitely joined you at that meal. 
And it feels like traditional cooking in some way, like it's from a different culture often. You see this as well? Yes. Like Filipino, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like I want to put all these Filipino dishes in front of you. She's so happy you ate them. She wants you to know she was there with you. Mm-hmm. It's really meaningful for her that you also remember her by food and through food. It's very meaningful. Yeah. You do know a thing or two. She makes me feel like she showed you a thing or two. You do know. Um, Because she makes me feel like you think you don't know anything. But she's like, no, no, no. You do know some stuff. Give it a try. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Yeah, she likes that you try. Obviously, you're her son. But she keeps acknowledging two, two kids. You see? Two kids. Yes. She keeps acknowledging the two kids, the two kids. But do you, do you see that you've then felt like your sister is just not really emotionally able to take on the responsibilities after your mom's passing or that she kind of, that you would see her as having just not been able to, to bear that burden. So you took it over. Do you see? Sort of. Yes. And it looks like you and your mom had a much closer relationship in certain ways. I'm seeing a lot of friction between her and your sister. Yes. And this message is really for your sister. It's the sense of wanting her to know she forgives and that she's also very sorry. I feel like I I keep seeing your sister kind of turn her back to your mom for her own reasons. And your mom understands what those reasons are now. But it feels really important that although things aren't fully patched up before her passing, that your mom really needs to acknowledge that her love never, never stopped for your sister. Yes. Because your sister's grief at the moment feels really complicated. There's still a lot of anger towards your mom, I think. But there's also, of course, a lot of sadness. And I I know you can't answer for your sister, but that's what it feels like to me. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes. I don't know if she already has the baby boy, but I keep seeing your sister with a baby boy that your mom's wanting to emphasize here. I mean, we have, um, my sister has two sons. Ah, okay. There you go. That's the, that's the boy then. Cause your mom kept acknowledging here, the, the boy around your sister, like the, the kid, you know, the boy. Mm -hmm. So that's the boy then. But are there three kids in total? There are three kids, yes. There's this this feeling of wanting her to know she's going to be around and she's going to be connected. And if anybody wants any support, she's like more than happy to offer it. Okay. She keeps showing you multiple job offers. Yes. And it feels like a big win in your career. It's almost like she knows that at the time that you're still grieving her passing, your career is really taking off and that it feels a bit odd that we're at such high highs and such low lows do you understand because the career thing really is like a win Mm -hmm. and she wants you to make sure you celebrate like you properly celebrate this okay because i think she certainly is and that she wants you to remind yourself that you can celebrate these things very important okay and it feels like while she really would have loved to stay around in the world did she ever do any kind of work where she had to wear a hairnet? Yes. 
it feels like she has this memory of putting this hairnet on and it came up for me because I feel like there must have been times where she's also working multiple jobs, you see, like really working hard. Mm -hmm. And wants to remind you that she worked that hard so that you can enjoy life because I feel that you have a tendency to work 70, 80 plus hour weeks. Yes. She needs you to slow it down a little bit to remind you that there's so much more and that she's going to make sure that you never go without. Loves your passion, loves your drive, knows you get it from her, but Mm -hmm. really pushes you forward to also realize it can be done at a slightly slower pace where you also give yourself time for real enjoyment and the processing of emotions, processing of life. Mm-hmm. Um, your mom's father also passed, you see? Yes. And do you see you didn't get to meet him, don't know him, not connected to you in that kind of an intimate way? Do you see that? Yes. Just he needs to acknowledge that he's also there. She needs to acknowledge that she's met him again. And them really needing to know, you to know that you've got multiple people in spirit watching over you. Okay. You ask her some questions. Uh, Any kind of questions? Any kind of question, yeah. I just want to ask her. I mean, I don't really have any questions. It's more like things I want to, like, tell her. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's like general like questions, I do want to see how's heaven and um, mm. how's uh, grandpa because mm. I know um, I know she uh, she loved her dad very much. Yeah, that's why she she made sure she wanted to bring him in here and let you know she's with him. Yeah, it feels like over overjoyed to see him. I feel she has such a deep faith in life and she feels like she's not surprised when she passes over, not surprised in the least bit, to be honest. It feels light. It feels gentle for her. It feels like rest. I feel like this woman did not get a lot of rest in her life. Mm, Correct. And there's just this feeling of wanting you to know she gets to put her feet up and she gets to relax for a bit. Mm -hmm. She is with your, your grandfather who she adores, like you said, and and there's great joy in that. Um, as I'm looking at who she's with, she's also with your father. You see, your father's also passed. Yes, yes. But they were already separated or divorced before his passing, correct? Yes. It feels like your your father actually as I'm connecting with them, um, does your father pass only shortly before your mom does like it's not actually that that long between the two of them so that you would have been grieving both of them at the same time yeah he passed um last november so like what is that what's the difference math um five seven months after my mom so yeah not that long ago so yeah got it as your father steps forward there is again more of a complicated energy there however because i see their separation in life and it also feels like you had separated yourself from your father at times as well he makes me feel like he doesn't really get to watch you grow up in the world intimately and really getting to know you in that way and Mm -hmm. i feel 
that you would feel that he's the one who turned his back as well. Um, yes. It's not something that you have to say, oh, I want you back in my life, but he wants you to know that should you need him, his purpose as a father continues, especially because he didn't do a very good job in life or he didn't yes. really do the job at all, to be honest. Okay. And so it was always his purpose to be your father. He didn't fully do that. Purpose continues. Do you see that you share part of your name with him, your father? Yes. And it feels like that's been a really hard thing for you, this sense of shared name and shared identity, but wanting to be nothing like this person in life. Yes. Um, he just wants you to know that you make the name your own. Like you, you are not, you're certainly not a carbon copy. Mm -hmm. Your parents obviously connected to the two kids we've talked about, but your dad looks connected to more children. Do you see this as well? Yes. And then he talks about the four. Are there four of you in total? Are there four that he's I'm not quite sure what the four is, but he talks about the four, as I mentioned, kids. Yes. The four of you in total, right? Well, hold on. Let me do math. <laughs> um, five. Five in total. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Including myself, yeah. Okay, got it. I wonder if he was talking about four besides you. There's also... Uh, family of his, children of his that don't go to his memorial, don't go to his funeral. Do you see that? Yes. And again, he understands. He just really needs them to know he understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any questions for him? Um, yeah. Just one. Why did he, um, why did he treat us the way that he did? Hmm. He looks really angry in life and it doesn't seem like a good excuse. I don't think he has any excuse, to be honest. It feels like he's really incapable of emotional stability and also staying in one place. And it's, it's really, I think, not an active choice for him to treat you and your family and his other children in this way, but it feels more like a compulsion and a sense of not being able to find stability and so much anger in his, in his body, so much anger. Um, mm -hmm. This, this understanding that he's found this sense of seeing the consequences it's, it's directed at, at the kids, the multiple kids, but it's also directed primarily at three partners, three women, not just the two. Do you see that? Yes. Like three women he has kids with or three people he was in significant relationships with. Mm -hmm. And, yes. um, and it's really brutal to, I think all of them, to be honest, there's also, it's kind of an odd thing. I and mean, I'm trying to place it here. There's almost this, there's this delusion he has about really making it in life. Does that make sense to you? Like, I feel like I'm chasing mm -hmm. like a dream or a delusion. Yes. I don't think that's who he is now, not in energy form. Um, we, we leave behind that the character, that personality, those choices, but still he sees that the consequences, you can't just leave that behind. That's here in the world. And 
acknowledges it. And and like I said, this purpose is being a father to you still very much there and very much there for all the other kids too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions for him? Not anything that I've already said to his face. This is just a kind of a general thing that is in my mind here. It looks like you're doing so well in career. Like it looks like you're crushing it and, and they're all really excited. I think with the escalation of your career and being really busy, there is this sense of your own spirit wanting you to know that you're in a position where cutting back a little bit isn't going to make any shifts. So like you're, you've stabilized, you know what you're doing, kind of giving yourself a little bit of leeway. It just keeps coming up. Such an important message for you to hear. So Uh it's almost like I, I, I feel like as I gave it to you the first time. Your spirit's making me feel like you didn't hear it. So I need you to hear it again. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I think that's all I have. Thank you so much, Roland. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a lot to take in. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot to think, think about. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. Absolutely. You are going to get this recording. And mm-hmm. I think often it's really nice to listen back to it. Because in the moment, people get something that I like to call psychic amnesia you know, mm-hmm. and you just you sit there and you just almost can't process all of it. Um, so you'll have it to listen back to. And then you and I in about three, four weeks time can have a chat. And if there's any questions that arise. Got it. Thank you very much. Yeah. I really, I really appreciate this. You're so welcome. Take some time for yourself today. I know it's early in Los Angeles, but I always get to ground and yeah, take some extra time before you Okay. Thank you. Bye. A good one. Bye. Roland was a really special reading for me to do because I had the opportunity to connect him to mediumship for the first time. And I think it makes sense. People who have never had this experience before or it's just really foreign to them. They're a little scared, they're a little nervous, they really don't know what to expect. So I'm excited to hear how Roland is feeling now after the experience, uh, if it has shifted anything for him, if this experience being the first time has, has made an impression. It's always really beautiful to get to see people have a first experience and uh, see how they react to it. Hey, Roland. Hello. Sorry, give me one second. There we are. It's going. Just waking up. Yeah. I haven't had my coffee, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, not really. Not really. It's like 10 a.m., but yeah. That's okay. Take it slow if you were able to. And uh, how, have, oh. how have you been? Um. I've just been like busy myself. I haven't had time to like breathe and just, yeah. Busy with work. Busy with the work. Yeah. Um, just now realizing the holidays is like around the corner. It's like, oh my God. But yeah. Yeah, no, time flies. Um, well, I would love to take just a little bit of your time and see sure. the reading what the reading did for you. Let's just start there. What, how did you come out of the experience? How did you come into the experience? So I guess, well, hold on. 
coming into the experience, let me think about that. Um, I lost my mom from COVID. And then a few months after I lost my dad from some heart, you know, problem. And um, yeah, it, it definitely took a toll on me and my siblings because it's one thing to lose someone, you know, at a like normal, like day to day life, but it's a totally different thing to lose someone when you have no choice but to stay home and that's all you have to think about. So it really brought us like mentally down and we just had to really like reset our lives. And I am by no means am a religious person, a spiritual person. However, I respect it and I'm open. And so when I heard about you, I was like, well, why not? We still haven't had my mom's funeral yet because she's still in the Philippines and we still can't go there. And me and my siblings aren't 100% ready to, what's the word, um, to fully cathart because we haven't done her funeral. So we're still at this weird little limbo. And I thought it was, a, you know, why not reach out to you to see if I can at least have some type of peace or at least even try because I realize the process and grieving manifest in various ways. Coming into it, I had no idea what to expect. I was just like, all right, well, this is a thing. I'm just going to keep an open mind. And what I really got from it was being more accepting of specifically my mom's death because we had my dad's uh, funeral, but we haven't had my mom's. And so this was just like another thing to allow myself to accept my reality. And the one uh, I, I did, so I had a talk with one of my sisters, because um, we did, what I remember from our recording is that you were, you mentioned something, you picked up on something that was about uh, a sister that she didn't have a good relationship with her mom and that hit home a little bit because that is true the fact that she didn't see my mom within that past three five years before she died and that really ate her up and she's still very much taking a toll of it right now and um i think that was like a nice thing um that you were able to discover and me for to discover and talk about she's taking it very a lot harder than so yeah i understand yeah and i think sometimes that's the beauty of a reading it's not only for the one person i'm reading for it has a domino effect because mm -hmm. other people can then either listen to parts of the reading or you can tell them i think it's really beautiful that you shared it so i hope it brings yeah. you some peace as well and i hope so she, too. yeah she knows that that your mom isn't carrying it with her and wouldn't want her to carry it either it's a heavy yeah. to carry yeah it's really heavy yeah yeah we're we're ever in flux so yeah we it's been ongoing uh coming into this reading really for the first time and as you said not being religious and not maybe having like a spiritual belief that you were carrying was there a point for you in the reading where you thought, oh, maybe this is something or just a moment that really hit home for you? Do you mind rephrasing that question again? <laughs> yeah, like usually with people, I'm always um, curious because 
I sometimes think a moment in a reading that's very evidential, very factual could be the thing where you go, oh yeah, that's my mom, you know? But it generally isn't that. Sometimes people tell me the moment they knew it was their loved one is their personality or um, something random that they said. Like, I never know what and how you experienced the reading and what that moment was for you where you were like, oh yeah, she's coming in. You know, like, right. oh yeah, that's that's my mom. Like, I recognize her. Or like, oh, that's my dad. And so I'm right. curious, I, what was the moment for you? I definitely... Uh... Definitely, it was the cooking part because um, my um, the one thing, really, the one thing that brings every like culture and family together is 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 food. And my mom did a really good job in. She was like the like well like you know I'm Filipino and so we have a really 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 big family and so like it's not just here in America but it's also like in the Philippines and wherever you will and she was almost like the godfather of like our family because she knew everybody and everybody and she was the one that sort of kept everyone together in the reading that you mentioned food and that she loves to cook and yeah that was that was very much her she that again that brought everyone together and nobody could cook like um our mom that's the one thing that i wish um like so here's the thing she was such a good cook she she winged a lot of it she didn't have she didn't go off a recipe she just like looked at it saw the ingredients and kind of like did her own little thing and so we never got like a cookbook from her and so yeah 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 and then as far as my dad um we didn't really have a good relationship with him. Um, at least most of our, pretty much most of our entire lives. And when my mom died, for some reason, he started to like turn a new leaf. But ironically, it was like a little too late because it was like, you know, five months later or something that he just like left. And I noticed in the reading that you picked up on our relationship with him. And yeah, it's we're, we're sort of accepting it. Was there anything that shifted even slightly for you in the acknowledgement of that from him in spirit? Um, it sounds like he never did that in, in life, owning some of the choices he made and how he behaved, but he did in the reading, you know, he came through and acknowledged that what he did had consequences and that it hurt the family. And yeah. curious if hearing that, if that helped at all, or if it shifted anything for you. Yeah, I definitely did think that the reading helped me acknowledge that uh, I need to learn from my parents' mistakes and I'm living through them, if that makes sense. Like, I am part of their legacy. After the reading, I really started to cherish things a little bit more or really acknowledge, like, my given circumstances and like moment to moment a lot more. Um, and yeah, I think the one thing that keeps my sanity 
um, alive is that I am part of their legacy and I need to continue to, you know, carry that forward. Um, regardless if it's me and my siblings or just me. So, yeah. And some of the things that we were able to, um, pick up on the reading, like my mom's like cooking and stuff like that, like personality and traits. Cause I know my mom, the one thing my mom was very giving, like we didn't have a lot, but she still continued to give. And she, that's the one thing that she wasn't selfish. And um, that's the one that I was able to pick up on that. And that's one of the traits that, you know, I feel like I could carry for her. And then as far as my dad, um, again, we didn't really have a good relationship with him. But looking back at me of, of my parents and what they did is that, yes, it wasn't exactly candies and rainbows but they did it for us to a certain extent and so again that's something that you know I've noticed and yeah hoping to pick that forward yeah I mean I think I, I just want to reiterate what you said because I think it's something I've never even considered to be honest so you're really opening my mind right now which is the whole idea of leaving a legacy behind and learning from somebody's mistakes as well like that that is part of the legacy is beautiful because at a certain point we do see our parents as people if we all get to that point where we're like oh you don't know everything like this is kind of new mm -hmm. um and we see them as people who are just trying and by trial and error so to speak or doing their best and to not only carry forward the legacy of the positive things, but also to say, I'm going to honor the challenges you had and the quote unquote mistakes you made, and I'm going to learn from them. That's incredible. And that's a really mm -hmm. beautiful way of looking at it rather than just continuing to be really angry about it, you know? Isn't it interesting though, as you get older, you start to realize like that's part of life. You're gonna make mistakes yeah. up until you die. And life isn't perfect. And I think it's great that it's not perfect because otherwise life would be boring. Couldn't agree more. I would love to also just ask you, after the reading, were you left with any questions just around the idea of mediumship? I know I was your first reading. Um, what? How was that for you? Do you? Are you left with kind of Pandora's box? I know sometimes people are. So I always want to offer some time for questions. I don't even, like, again, I'm so new to it. I don't even know where to begin. Like, how do you, I, I guess, how about, like, your history? Like, how, hmm. like, how is it even possible? Like, like, how do you kind of get that sense? I know, I'm sure it's probably, like, hard to explain, but, like, how do you feel for that or have, like, a gauge for that? Yeah, well, I think it's both an innate ability that everyone has and some people have more of and then also a skill set which you can improve with practice and with time so in my case for whatever reason I came into the world with a large natural ability and it was a huge part of my childhood so it wasn't something I could ignore I thought when I was little everybody saw spirit people everybody knew information in the way that I knew it. And then as I grew a little bit older, realized, oh, not the case, you know? But then it was still a skill set that I needed to develop with time because it's a language. I 
truly believe everybody has a natural ability. Now that can be on varying levels and we could uh, look at that as any other ability. Take singing or dancing or the ability to make food like your mom or whatever it is. You know, it's a natural ability and then it's a skill set with practice. And whatever your natural ability is, is your starting point and then you can work on it if that's what you want to do. But in my case, for whatever reason, um, and I don't know why, in the same way that somebody might not know why, why they're uh, born with a natural ability to sing or a natural ability to cook. Um, it was just there. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting how, like, the human, it's interesting how, like, the human condition works. Like, what we can do with, like, our bodies and our mind. And it's, it's insane. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think so much of it is sometimes a limiting belief. Uh, I always turn to the runner, the first runner who ran under a four minute mile because people used to believe that the human body wasn't capable of it. And then there was this guy and he did it. And I think it was like in the 1950s or something. And so he beat the four minutes. And the most amazing part of this is that after he did the run, the mile run in under four minutes, tons of other people started doing it too. So it was almost like, the illusion of we can't do it was shattered. And so the yeah. human consciousness of, oh, it's an option, like it's it's possible, changed completely around that topic. I think things like this also have meaning when you connect to those in spirit. I think based off of society or just our own conception, um, around what's possible and what's not possible, how we were raised, what we were taught, really limits our ability to connect. And I think it's a constant deprogramming, it's kind of constant coming back to what's innately true for you that then opens up that space or closes it down. Okay. Do you find it, because um, I'm sure obviously you've done this before, COVID before like this, um, do you find it, um, um has its you know moments and challenges because um there's no in person there's not that like physical um contact with the other person no not at all i was doing phone readings long before i did in person readings um so it was actually the way that i started and it's my preferred way and if I remember correctly, when we were working, we only worked audio as well, right? Yes. Yeah, I didn't see your face. Is that right? Yeah, it was just audio. Um, and the reason I like it, and it's always my preferred way of working, to be honest, is because I'm still human. So if I say something and your face shakes or you're like, is that a frown on? Or your arms are crossed and you're giving me all the body language of, I think you're stupid and I think what you're saying doesn't make sense. My human mind pays attention to that and I mm. shrink. So I much prefer not having to deal with my own human mind going, ignore him, ignore him, ignore him, and rather just focus on what I'm receiving and give it to you in that way. So if I work person to person, I, uh, in, in person, like with an actual physical person in the room, I always tell them when I do the reading, I'm actually not going to look at you. I'll look right behind you. I'll look at the floor. Like, I'm not ignoring you, but I need my point of attention elsewhere. And when I work on stage or when I work in theaters, 
Um, people probably can't tell, but I just look over the crowd. Much prefer to just stay with the energy, and that's easiest when I just hear the voice. It's interesting what you can do or what people can do when you sort of like shut down one sense and focus on a different part of your sense, um, which is kind of nice because we do like I, I love that you said, you know, we're human. And um, I'm sure you get a lot of people that get very skeptic. I was like, well, let's see what this like superpower she's got, you know, so I could definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, absolutely. And it requires then these little tricks for me to get out of the way. Um, because, and I think like any, any person that does any kind of performance or even athletes or singers or like anyone who does anything that requires a certain amount of pressure, like you're under pressure, um, knows that you have to also just train your mental mind to get out of the way. So I feel like I, I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. And and at the end of the day, we're all just trying to get out of our own way, I think. And uh, right. and when I can do that, my my connection feels stronger. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Um, not really questions. Just more so, like you know. Um, I, I'll definitely say this. You definitely opened my mind up in exploring more. Um, because, um, again, like grief takes many forms and, um, I don't want to limit the possibilities of what I could do to heal myself. At least for me, I'm very career driven. Almost like I have to do my nine to five, this, 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 and this, that we forget to, um, give ourselves that opportunity. So, I think that came in, in the reading as well. Your mom was like, slow down. No? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sure. your time and your story. I really appreciate it. Thanks for letting me be the first medium you've connected with. Of course. What, one, more, one more thing. I told you. So I was able to say, we were all able to say goodbye to our dad, but we were never able to say goodbye to our mom because um, she uh, she passed away the start of like the whole globe's shutdown, which was in like March, February. And um, she was in the Philippines when this happened. And, you know, nobody knew what COVID was. And so like when, um, she was stuck in like a hospital with people with hazmats. That's the biggest challenge for all of us is because we couldn't say goodbye. And that was, and it's still really hard. I just want to say, even if this, like connecting with her, if this was able to send her some type of message that we all love her, then that's one little step for me to keep my hour sanity. So thank you. So you don't need me to do that at all. I'm here to show you it's possible, but my connection with her is not anywhere near as strong as your connection to her. That's mm. why she came in for the readings. It's you is why she's there, you know, and she'll continue to be there. And you don't need a super high focused ability 
maybe like my own to connect. It can look like simply feeling or seeing signs or just having a moment where you sense her. Um, it can look really simple and it doesn't have to be anything big. You just invite her in whenever you feel like it and just notice what happens. Uh-huh. Um, because even you saying that right now, I know she got the message directly. It's, it's all energetic. But speaking it out loud or thinking it is is easy. You don't need me to to bridge that for you, so to speak. I'm working on that. So oh, I love that. It's really beautiful. It's really really beautiful. I'm just a little spark that says, "Hey, look, possible," so that your own logic, rational mind can get out of the way. Well, thank you so much, Roland. Thanks for your openness. Thank you for letting me connect with both of them. They were wonderful and. And also, thank you for sharing it with your family. That's the most I could ever hope for, is that the reading doesn't just help one person, but it helps multiple people. And I think that's that's beautiful. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) You too. Bye. And thank you. Thank you for listening with an open heart. Thank you for hearing these stories. We heal in community. Thank you for being part of this one. If you yourself would like to open up your spiritual gifts, because we all have them, I run mentorship courses about every month or two, and you can find all information on my website, mediumfleur.com. I also have a book out called Moving Beyond. You can also find information on where to purchase on my website. And there's an audiobook if you like this voice of mine. Thanks again for being here. If you feel called to leave a review, it means everything. This podcast is completely free of cost for all participants. And it is such a help when we get a review. So thank you in advance. Thank you for being here. And see you next time. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps new listeners to find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur LeSink and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, Heloise, Teresa, and Madalena. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth an email at podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R dot com. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.